Mugwanji from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from Thursday, the 13th of January. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. Malawians have their eyes and ears out for updates on the 2022-2023 national budget as the parliament is preparing to meet for deliberations from February 3rd. There have been debates on social media on how efficient the Chakwera administration is on issues of development, corruption, security, health and education, among others. While others say that the current government is doing the best they can, others are lamenting the rising cost of living, which they claim became very excessive with this government. People are also waiting to see how inclusive the new budget will be for minority groups and other groups that are typically overlooked in budget meetings. These include people living with disabilities, women, and children. This will be the fifth meeting of the Assembly in the 49th session of Parliament. The current budget, which was themed Building Back Better, Achieving Aspirations of the Nation Together, was pegged at 1.9 trillion kwacha, which is approximately $2.3 billion. In more national news, the Association of Malawian Midwives and the National Organization of Nurses and Midwives, NONM, revealed that there is a prevailing shortage of essential medical drugs and supplies in the country's public hospitals. They highlighted shortage of drugs such as gentamicin, diclofenac, and ephedrine, and other critical elements and supplies such as blood, cotton wool, nerve-blocking anesthetic agents, and surgical blades. The NONM president said that thousands of patients are having to endure distress in the country's hospitals. He has implored the authorities to address the situation with immediate effect. The Ministry of Health has admitted the existence of drug shortages and has assured the nation that they are doing all they can to address the situation. On Monday the 10th, the Minister of Agriculture, Loban Lowe, assured that there will be enough food in the country, but warned the Agriculture Development and Marketing Corporation, ADMARC, against exporting maize, which is the country's staple food, as the situation is liable to change. He instead advised ADMARC to wait until February, when a much clearer picture of this growing season's output is more likely to be ascertained. A few weeks ago, Admark found a market in the region to export about 500,000 metric tons of maize to. Note that Admark is the largest distributor of crops in the country. Local farmers sell their produce to it, while other farmers and locals buy their seed and food from them as well. The change in weather patterns, which started last year, disrupted the flow of farming activities in Malawi. For instance, there was a dry spell during the planting season, which led farmers to either plant and lose their seeds or to forego planting altogether. Even though the rains only started a few weeks ago, they have been very heavy in some areas and have caused damage to property. Just last weekend, over 120 households in Indoranda Township in Blantyre were affected by flash floods due to the heavy rains. Over 30 households were displaced. The Pata village in Karanga faced the same misfortune as well. Social media was awash with pictures and videos of overflooded and impassable bridges in Lilongwe City. 
One popular picture was of a newly constructed bridge had been destroyed and washed away by the heavy rains. To see the pictures, follow the link in the show notes of the weather changes was highlighted on Tuesday the 11th as the Department of Disaster Affairs Management disclosed that about 16,000 households have been affected by various natural disasters since July last year. Interestingly, the warning to Admark was given just a few hours before Malawi pledged to provide food to Mozambique in order to help displaced persons who are victims of attacks in the Cabo Delgado province in Mozambique. The pledge was revealed in a communique of the Summit of Heads of State and Government of the Southern African Development Community, SADC, which was hosted by the Malawi president on Wednesday the 12th. The summit was held to review the progress of the fight against terrorism in Mozambique's Cabo Delgado, where insurgents have staged attacks since October 2017. The violence has left over 3,000 dead and more than 800,000 displaced, and over a million people face hunger due to the conflict. While SADC has commended Malawi for its generosity, there are doubts that the citizenry will do the same, especially if the country were to fall into hard times and experience food shortage or, ironically, hunger. Moving on, about a fortnight ago, we mentioned that activist and politician Bon Kalindo announced plans to hold demonstrations at Chingeni Toll Plaza later this month due to exorbitant toll gate fees. In the latest update on this story, the government announced a 40% reduction on the old fees effective on Wednesday the 12th. However, Kalindo is still concerned that the government has not removed the requirement for motorists to be paying toll gate fees once a day as opposed to paying per passage. Speaking at a press briefing on Monday the 10th, Kalindo noted that currently a motorist traveling from Blantyre to Lalongwe on the M1 road would pay at the Chingeni Toll Plaza and then at the Kelenyeke Toll Plaza in Dedza and be required to pay those fees again if they return on the same day. He called this unfair and theft and has since denounced that he will go ahead with plans to hold protests at the Chingeni Toll Plaza. Meanwhile, Kalindo is expected to lead anti-government protests over the rising cost of goods and services in Blantyre on Friday the 14th. Last week, we mentioned that Gerald Feary Jr. had retired from football after being dropped from the initial Cameroon Africa Cup of Nations AFCON finals squad. In a sudden twist of events, the midfielder reversed his decision after receiving a call to replace players who tested positive for COVID-19. As per the Confederation of African Football, AFCON, pre-match protocols, the Flames players and officials underwent a COVID-19 PCR test on Saturday the 8th, 48 hours before the team's opening match. Unfortunately, six players and three officials tested positive. The midfielder, who was placed on reserve list, was one of five players who were called to help boost the Flames squad. The citizenry is quite optimistic that the Flames will perform well at the AFCON games 
despite them having a bad reputation for not performing well in international matches. Attesting to this, the Football Association of Malawi, who have offered the Flames special monetary incentives to serve as motivation to win the ongoing matches in the Afghan finals. In entertainment news, Christian rap Suffix has won the Rapzilla Africa-based Artist of the Year Award. Rapzilla is an online magazine and is deemed one of the best Christian hip-hop websites in the world. Suffix was up against great artists such as Limblas, Limblase, Angelo, Remaz, Dracare, and Spills Ochai. He thanked his fans on Facebook following his win and received congratulatory messages, which mostly echoed that his win was one that would put Malawi on the map. Suffix came on the Malawi entertainment scene in 2009. Just a few months ago, he released his album, To Whom It May Concern. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Before we leave, we just wanted to let you know that experts say that telling your friends about us will prevent these updates from having ads. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Bitani Bueno.